I'm here to be an all-time great. You're now rocking with the best. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to another episode of Big Baby Sports. I got a very special guest, Doug Gottlieb from... Fox Sports Radio, man. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule, man. Come on. Anytime, big baby. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into it, man. Uh, what inspired you to become a sports analyst, man? What particular person that you watched growing up was like, I want to be just like him or inspired you? You know, so I grew up in Orange County, mm-hmm. and um, I was sports junkie. My dad was a New Yorker. He's a basketball coach by trade. And um, I would say – there's a lot of people, you know, I used to do a, uh, there's a video somewhere I got to find mm-hmm. that when I was like in fifth grade for a presentation, mm-hmm. I, um, I videoed, uh, I used to go down to my, my driveway at my parents' house was like slanted mm-hmm. that you couldn't have a hoop. They didn't have the rollout hoops like they do now. Mm-hmm. So a neighbor buddy of mine, a guy named Garrett Phipps lived down at the end of the street. He's actually one of my brother's friends. He's older than me. He had a flat driveway. So I used to come out of my house and my mom had some uh, birds of paradise plants. Mm-hmm. I'd slap them fives like I was getting introduced. Yeah. I'd run, I'd dribble the ball down and then I'd play like imaginary games at this dude's house. And I would announce and I would either be Brent Musburger or this is Howard Coach Right. I would do all the different voices I heard. And then um, we would go back to New York in the summer mm-hmm. for like two weeks. And when we were in the city, my dad would listen to Imus in the morning and then Mike and Mike in the afternoon. Uh, Mike and the dog, excuse me. Mike and Mike and the mad dog in the afternoon. And between his passion for that, um, then Jim Rome was big, but he was on at night when I was in high school. And then there was a guy named Lee Hacksaw Hamilton who was on um, a, a Mighty 690. My dad listened religiously. And then, you know, I mean, Dick Vitale and, oh, I used to love the Big East. And you talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. Jim Beheim and Jim Calhoun. I'd come home on a on a Monday and Big Monday Beyond and Jim Calhoun and, Jim, and John Thompson. And you, you, I don't know, I fell in love with uh, sports, college hoop, and uh, the possibility of being a broadcaster. It wasn't really the plan, mm-hmm. but it was I kind of had a three-pronged plan, right? Play till my legs fell off try and make the league and then either coach or do broadcasting broadcasting just kind of happened yeah that's good man but like um for me man who inspired me the Stephen a smith skip baylesses and all that and um i started this channel a long time ago 2015 you know um i just started as it just like with friends and my family like you need to go after it and you're very talented what you do and i my first ever guest was uh peter vesey you know Peter of course, Vesey. and when he was he was New York Post and he's NBC, yeah. and uh, I mean he he was Woj before there was Woj in terms of breaking NBA. Stuff. Yeah, he was, and also that was my first ever show. 
and he told me straight up, terrible show. And I learned from that each and every day. I had likes of Dwight Howard on my show, Josh Powell, um, Robert Ory, Byron Scott. So this journey that I'm on, man, is tremendous. You know, cool. And uh, yeah, man, we'll go get into some, some Lakers talk, man. Uh, how do you think Lakers are going to do this year? And do you think they're going to trade Russ Westbrook and all that stuff, man? What's your thoughts about the Lakers? I, I don't think they're going to trade him initially. Um, look, if they have LeBron and AD, they'll be all right, you know, and, and, and Russ, they'll be okay. I mean, they'll be, what you have to understand is they'll be better than last year if those guys are healthy. But the West is stacked. Mm-hmm. And I think the Clippers might be the second or the best team. Mm-hmm. Warriors are right there. I think we may have forgotten when the Lakers won in the bubble. The best player in the bubble was probably Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable. He's back for the Nuggets. Um, I think Dallas has a chance to be better. I think Minnesota's better. I think New Orleans is really good. And Phoenix is good. So I think they're in that second tier of West Western playoff teams. Below that, a Golden State, the Clippers, the Suns, uh, and I think Denver. You know, they're like in that three, four, by four to seven or eight variety. Um, the issue is LeBron's older, so there's an injury risk. LeBron's older, so you're not going to play him every night. Anthony Davis has been hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. So we're projecting best-case scenario. And then we have no idea – how they respond to Darvin Ham. I've been told basically Darvin loves what uh, Mike Budenholzer coaches and he liked how the Bucks played. That's how they're going to play. Mm. And there's a lot more to it than just they give it to Giannis and the space out and he drives and scores. But I, look, I, I think it's going to be a little, there'll be some great performances early because one thing Darvin Ham, I think as a former player, be able to get out of them is effort defensively. But, I, you know, still don't love, you know, like you have three point guards now. Schroeder, they got at a discount. And all accounts are he had a great summer with Germany, great attitude. And maybe now he's like, I'm only making two and a half million. I got to bring, I got to bring it every day. Um, I don't mind the, the Patrick Beverly. He fits, plays off the ball. You can't play those guys really together. It's hard with Russell Westbrook, maybe some in the regular season. Um, I just, I don't know if they have the shooting. I don't know if they have the depth. Um, but they do have LeBron, and I think they'll be okay. I think they're a playoff. I don't love them. And I do think that if his style and system doesn't work after a month, LeBron will go back to, oh, that's cute. Just give me the ball. Space out. We'll play my way. So that's the big kind of thing to look for. Yeah, most definitely, man. And uh, the West is stacked, but the Clippers, can we count on them to stay healthy? You're in and you're good out. Point. It's a good point. If you're, I take, if I'm going to say the Lakers are never healthy, then Paul George yeah. always hurt. Kawhi Leonard's yeah. been hurt the last couple of yep. years too. Yep. And uh, they, uh, we have to count on them to stay healthy. They have this expectations every other Clippers. They fold under pressure. The Phoenix Suns, we don't know what really what they are because the whole thing that's going on with their owner. They that might be a turmoil. You know, might cause some friction over there. I, I don't think that matters. He's not around the team. They the check's still clear. My my question for them is. Did Chris Paul get old right before our eyes because his production dropped dramatically in the playoffs? Mm. So that's the big question. And and they, they brought back DeAndre Ayton, who's making a bunch of money, but nobody seems to be terribly excited about it. Yeah, DeAndre is a very talented big man. It's, it's going to be a good season for them. But also the West, you got Denver, you got even like um, the Pelicans. The Pelicans are up and coming. Zion Williamson's healthy, Brandon Ingram. You got very good talent over there. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But as far as my Lakers, I agree with you. I feel like the 
the point guard situation, they got to take care of that. They got to get rid of one of them. And I feel like the longer it keeps going, I feel like Westbrook's going to be Laker, but Patrick Beverly is going to bring that toughness to the team, that desire, that hustle. I just feel like he's going to bring that. You know how people in Minnesota label the car and towns as soft? You know, not inject. You know, and now Patrick Beverly went over the last year. Now you saw Carthy Towns be more physical. Anthony Edwards, you saw that toughness rub off on the players. So I feel like it's going to do that. But I just feel like Lakers, when you have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and shooters, you know, like we got um, Austin Reeves, we got Damon Jones, you know what I mean? So I feel like Lakers are going to do fine. And I just feel like we're going to be in that middle of the pack. And if you're LeBron, you can take any chances, but like, I just people in the comment section, man. How do you feel like Lakers gonna do in a, this year, man? Put them in the comment section down below. But I just feel like Lakers gonna hear they hear the noise, they hear it every day. So I feel like they're gonna be motivated. And I feel like we're gonna prove a lot of people wrong this year. My personal opinion. Well, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So by proving them wrong, what are they gonna prove them wrong with? If we, if we kind of agree, they're uh, middle of the pack playoff team. Like prove, prove wrong as far as like doubters. You know, like it's not going to work with Russ Westbrook. It's not going to, they're not going to be able to work. And then they prove everybody wrong. Yeah, I feel I mean, like it's going to work. I, don't, I mean, so, so here's something to look for. So, so Milwaukee's system. Yeah. Okay, which they run a lot of, there's some, they run some sets, but a lot of space for Giannis. They, they'll put anybody in the dunker. The dunker is, and I know you know this, it's, you take where the block is, it's below the level of the backboard. So you're kind of mm-hmm. close to the, the baseline. They call it the dunker because guys at that level, the college level and above, it's just like two steps outside the lane below the. But if you drop off past them, they can step in and dunk. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it it opens up the lane, flattens out the defense. So in theory, you can play Russell in the dunker. Mm-hmm. Well, they tried that last year. Yeah, he didn't like playing the dunker. He didn't want to set ball screens. Now they want him to stay in the corner because he he had she shot forty three percent on corner threes. But, you know. I, Russell Westbrook has played with the ball in his hands for 15 years in the pros and or in 10 years, whatever. He's been the MVP of the league. He's average triple-double. Hey, dude, we want you to play with the ball out of your hands. That's a hard one. So I think there'll be a lot of time with the second unit. Um, he's going to have to defend a whole lot better. His shot selection is going to have to get better. And we'll see. But I – it, it's a hard it's a hard one at the end of your career to go, hey, I'm going to be a completely different guy when you played one way your whole life. Yeah, most definitely, man. And, I, and at the end of the day, I see this report to the Lakers. Considering moving Russell Westbrook to the bench, I don't think that's going to work. Russell Westbrook has a $47 million contract. His ego is going to get in the way. I'm just keeping it real. You know, I don't feel like Russell Westbrook is going to be okay, I'm going to go to the bench and let Dennis Shooter start. You know what I mean? I feel like Westbrook is going to be like, I'm going to starter. You know, I just feel like – uh, the only player that uh, the only coach I've it's, it's crazy though because like yeah. if you could if I just always feel like like look dude if he had really thought about it Jamal Crawford was able to play like six seven extra years because he was six man when mm-hmm. you're a six man all right you don't get introduced but guess what you get to go against backups right it is different there's guys are backups yeah. for a reason so uh, I'm I'm surprised because Russell's a bright guy. But I do think, like you said, your ego can get in the way sometimes. Yeah, most definitely. And I, you, I feel like the only player, the only coach that can get on the same page with him is Darvin Ham. But I don't think Darvin Ham can say go to the bench. But respect, I make forty-seven million. I ain't gonna go to the bench. Come on now. Like I feel like his ego's gonna get in the way. And I'm just keeping it real, you know. And that, that's the one thing that I have a hard time with Westbrook going to the bench. 
he's going to be a starter. We're going to have Dennis Schroeder off the bench and um, all the guards that we got, even Kendrick Nunn, too. So we're going to have to figure out, does Kendrick Nunn get traded? You know, and I feel like we are going to get rid of one of them. We got to. We can't go into the season with four guards. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, you do need more ball handlers. Uh, we haven't seen Kendrick Dunn play at all. Nope. Like, it's weird. Like, you know, he has Russell has his house up for sale. Um, but I, I, when they try, I believe, I think they're going to give it a chance to survive. And then, you know, if they can move him because he's an expiring contract, maybe then they move him. Yeah, most definitely, man. And just the whole <laughs> shot, Michael, my boy, Michael, Money Mike, he does his podcast too. He said, Trade LeBron. Money Mike, come on, man. We ain't going to trade LeBron. If we do that, we're going to the rebuild. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, like, give us your top five greatest uh, players of all time, in your opinion. NBA players of all time? So funny. I had this conversation with my my son and his trainer, who's mm-hmm. a young cat. Um, I said, like, look, I wouldn't put Kobe in there. I thought Kobe was awesome. But, you know, my, I, this is I, what I don't do is I don't do Wilt. I'm not going to put Kareem, mm-hmm. uh, even though I saw Kareem with the Lakers. I'm old enough to see Kareem with the Lakers. Uh, you know, I'm not going to put Jerry West or Bill Russell. But I, I think, you know, in terms of modern era players, you got to have the, the, the three you have to have from the 80s and 90s. You got to have Jordan. You got to have Magic. You got to have Bird. Start there. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in LeBron. Okay. And then. Who's the fifth? Is it Shaq um, and his overall level of dominance? Uh, is it Tim Duncan? Do you put Kobe in there? Do you put Kevin Durant in there? Do you put Steph Curry in there? Um, personally, I mean, yeah. and I think I think Kawhi Leonard's actually in that conversation. Uh, but I would put Kevin Durant in there. Mm-hmm. He's been the best scorer in the league for the last decade. He's a two-time finals MVP. And... Um, he's been the league's MVP. So I, I think people, because of recency bias, we forget that we, we make we, we make uh, Golden State out to be such a super team because they won 73 games the year before he got there. Mm-hmm. But we, we don't value uh, we don't really validate a team based upon the regular season wins ever, mm-hmm. ever. It's what you do in the postseason. Um, they were a great team, but so were the Cavs, right? The Cavs had LeBron. The Cavs had Kevin Love, who was a perennial all-star. The Cavs mm-hmm. had Kyrie Irving, yeah. you know, the first uh, first time they, they, they played against each other. So, yeah. um, And then you had a Tristan Thompson, who was their, their role player. He's not as good as Draymond Green, but he's a star in his role. So it mm-hmm. was more of a fair fight than people want to lead you to believe. And Durant was the best player in that series. He guarded LeBron. LeBron did not play well in the second half of those that series, and Kevin Durant did. So I would do Kevin Durant. Um and this is not disrespectful to Kobe. Kobe was great, but it's hard to tell. The, the The Kobe claim to fame is he won two titles without Shaq. That's 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 a hard one, too. That would put him ahead of uh, of KD. Um, but he but the first three were with Shaq, and Shaq was an absolute dominant interior player, the likes of which we haven't seen before, haven't seen since. So that does kind of detract from. Him. So I'll go K- KD, but I'm willing to say that like that next class, you still have you have Tim Duncan's right there, Shaq's right there, Kobe's right there, KD as I put in is right there. Like, like you put Jason Kidd in there as well. Like there's some there's a, just a bunch of dudes that are right there. And, and this is the modern era of yeah. the NBA. 
Yeah, I agree with you on all the fronts, but Kobe's in my top five, man. You know, just like no his hustle. Like, you know, I know he won two titles without Shaq, you know, and, you know, I, I liked his demeanor on the court. You know, he's the fire for the game. And he, in the, I think it was the 2000 finals, he got, Shaq got fouled out. Kobe Bryant took over the game. You know, if Kobe didn't do that, who knows what would have happened. You know, everybody's talking about, oh, Shaq, or Kobe needed Shaq. What about Shaq needed Kobe? You know what I mean? Vice versa. You know, you can't win in this league without – but you can't do it by yourself, you know. Look at Michael Jordan. He, he needed help to win championships too. You know yeah. what I mean? Same yeah. With Bill, same with Bill Russell, RIP Bill Russell. Nobody's done it by himself. Nobody's yeah, ever nobody's done, it by, done it by themselves. You know what I mean? So it is what it is at this point. But we got questions for for you. This is from Blue Magic. Does the season roster make less sense that than last year's yes. roster? Yeah. I, and I last year they were just too old. It didn't make any sense. You know. Yeah. And the league has gone pretty young um, and athletic and versatile. And it just, it didn't, you know, I, I have, I have friends in that organization and I lost a pretty good one uh, because I, I didn't kill him. I was just like, I don't get what you're doing. I was live on the radio when they were adding all those dudes and they signed Russ Westbrook. I was like a trade for Russ Westbrook. I, I don't get, it. I don't get why you're, because it was such a good defensive team. Yeah, and when you add age, you're not going to be as good defensively, and you're more likely to get hurt. And what what do you think happened? So, uh, I didn't like the roster. I I think they've done a nice job of band-aiding it, mm-hmm. but it's not a great roster. I mean, they got rid of a lot of the old pieces, um, but it's still there's there's still a lot of band-aids on there. It doesn't feel like a championship roster. Yeah, um, I like like for me the roster. I feel like they got better athleticism wise. They got Thomas Bryant, Damon Jones, Kendrick Nunn back here. We'll see what he does. Austin, we got a couple guys that are athletic, but I agree with you saying, you know, the roster didn't do good last season. And I just feel like, I'm going to keep it real, man. I just feel like ever since Anthony Davis and Dwight got into a little scuffle on the sideline, I feel like that was a set of the tempo of the season. I, I, that That's fair. And I think Frank was non-confrontational. Mm-mm. And I don't know if that, and, he, and that's probably part of it is he wasn't an NBA mm-hmm. player. He wasn't the size of a Darvin Ham, whereas Darvin Ham is more of a confrontational guy. The the, uh, the other part to it is Frank is a was a very prepared coach, yeah. and I think that one of the things he did <clears throat> to win over uh, LeBron was impress him with his level of preparedness. You know, like LeBron loves that stuff, mm-hmm. and um, so. Oh, cut out, guys! Technical difficulties. But yeah, he was talking. It cut out. Um, we get him back in here. But yeah, man, um, Doug Gottlieb from Fox Sports Radio. We're gonna get him back in here. Something happened. Uh, connection went out. But but yeah, man, it's uh. Let's see here. Here, something again. But yeah, man, just I agree with him 100. And let me see. We got questions before we get. Giannis did by himself. I don't know. I know he had Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. You know what I mean? Um, it's unfortunate. You know, people say that Giannis did it by himself. You know, and it is what it is. You know? <laughs> he said Kobe kicked him out. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Shout out to the Lakers uh, World Order, man. Kobe, Kobe kicked you out. <laughs> oh, Kobe kicked me out? Yeah. 
him up about him. Yeah, it's all good, man. What I liked about what I liked about Kobe was Kobe was, I mean, he used to guard, right? I can't take these dudes that that are one only play one end of the court. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we got to remember, like, Kobe was not an easy cat to get along with. No. And he had, you know, in Phoenix, he wouldn't shoot. You know, he threw some fits. Uh, but I don't even hold that against him. Like, yeah. I, I like I think Kobe's great. In order to be the, the <clears throat> in that top five list, like, how many years was Kobe Bryant the best player in the NBA? I don't know the answer to that. I think it's in the one variety. You know, he was in the conversation some other times. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Durant has been the best. He was the best player in the league last year until he got hurt. Um, he's been the best player several times over. So mm-hmm. I, I think that would be my argument against, against him. Um, and that's honestly like if we're doing accomplishments, then we'd have to keep Tim Duncan in there because Tim Duncan's won a ton and put up yeah. a, a bunch. And, you know, Michael, like Kobe took every challenge. They all take every challenge. Yeah, You're not an all-time great if you don't take every challenge. Yeah, You know? Yeah. And it's hard to quantify, like, well, what do you do with Steph Curry? Guy's an unbelievable shooter, mm-hmm. good passer. He's become a decent defender, and he just completely changed the game because you have to guard him as soon as he crosses midcourt. Yeah. Would I rather have him than Kobe? No, I'd rather have Kobe. But mm-hmm. I, but there's a level of effectiveness to how he what he does and efficiency offensively that Kobe never had. Like Kobe shoot a bad percentage, take bad shots. I, I remember going to an NBA game and – I was just marveling it. I had I had just finished playing maybe a couple years before, and I was just wowing the whole – and he wasn't having a great game. And the people I was with were like, well, what are you wowing about? It's like Kobe never gets an easy shot. Like every shot is off balance, contested, double team, fade away. He never gets to just a catch-and-shoot jump shot, whack, whack. And yet he's able to go get buckets. So there is – please don't think it's disrespectful. Like we're talking the history of the NBA – or modern history since, you know, like 85, mm-hmm. right? We haven't talked Isaiah Thomas. He's in the conversation. Isaiah Thomas. Those guys, you know, back-to-back championships, mm-hmm. he was a bucket. I think Kobe's right there with that list. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Kobe Bryant's, you know, one of my – to me, my favorite player of all time, you know. People got Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan. People have all opinions, man. But at the end of the day, Kobe Bryant, you know, will be missed, you know, and – Unfortunately, I thought Kobe, Kobe Brown was still here, and he saw this mess with this roster. Kobe would keep it going and say, "Get rid of it, get rid of these people," you know. Yeah, I mean, I you know Kobe it's hard because around. he was so, he was so close around. to Palinka. Yeah, you know, Palinka's his guy. Um, they were best friends, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I, there's just a lot of things that that I think we don't even know. We won't know until. Um, you know, five years after LeBron's done playing, which how much did Clutch say, hey, you got to have these guys? I mean, they had half the guys were Clutch guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, I do think that Palinka made a couple mistakes. I thought Contavious Caldwell-Pope became a really important player. Yes. And they shouldn't let Caruso go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the, the team a couple years ago, the players, and I think Clutch really wanted them to trade for Kyle Lowry. They didn't. Then, of course... You know, LeBron gets – it was LeBron who got hurt. Uh, got hurt against the Suns. Anthony uh, Davis. Anthony Davis got hurt against the Suns, and they collapsed. Yep. And I think a lot of those guys think, hey, if we had Kyle Lowry, we would have survived the Suns series. We are better than the Suns. Yeah. Or we would have had a better seed. None of this would have happened. Mm-hmm. But they were getting Buddy healed. That was happening. Yeah. And whether it was LeBron or a clutch, said, hey, we want 
It was LeBron, really. We want Russell Westbrook. And that was a disaster. So I think the blame falls on equal parts. And it's a mess. I don't think you can fix it this mm-hmm. year. I think you can fix it next year because Westbrook comes off the books and Pat Bev comes off the books. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know how much LeBron's going to ha- I don't know what LeBron looks like at the end of two more seasons. Now, that's a hard one. And if Anthony Davis can stay healthy. Suppose the Anthony Davis is finally working out in shape, really working his shooting. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But LeBron did make those decisions to get Russell Westbrook. Now he has to live with it and just, you know, it is what it is, you know. And Absolutely. We got to put on our big boy pants and get the season rolling. But we're going to switch over to the L.A. Charger talk, man. So give it, like, the Chargers, man. How do you feel like they're going to do this year with the roster? And how do you feel like they can get the attention from L.A. fans, to, you know? Win. We'll just win? Win. Okay. They got great uniforms. They got a great quarterback. I think they got a really good coach. They got Derwin James, as good a football player as you're ever going to find. Yes, he is. Khalil Mack is a great football player. Um, Keenan, they got to get Keenan Allen healthy. They got to get get Justin Herbert healthy. He's got the cracked uh, crack cartilage in his ribs. Uh, but you know, look, LA is now different than any other city. You got to win, mm-hmm. and you start winning, and people follow you. And I, I think people like Herbert. People like their team. Everybody likes your uniforms. So you, you're going to have to win for a while in order to. Um, I, I think they're very good. You know, I thought they were the better team than the Chiefs, but they they couldn't close. So, you know, that's you got to get to the, got to find a way to win. Look, they got Jacksonville this weekend. Jacksonville's tough, man. They're not bad. Yeah, these are the games in which the Chargers allow another team to hang around and in years past get beat. So we'll see. I think they're very good. I think they're the um, they're 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 not the Bills, but they're just behind the Bills in terms of overall talent. Um, and they're right there. You know, I think they're better than the Chiefs. So we'll see. They 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 have to change that mentality. It's, it's like, yeah, change the mentality. Mm-hmm. They have to change the mentality. I get it. Um, as far as the Chargers, um, you know, they they just got to change that mentality. And, yeah, and the mentality of. Is something going to go wrong or something going to go right at the end of a game? And that, that only comes from winning. You can't talk about that. You can't, you know, you can visualize it, but it only really happens when you win a bunch of those close games and you figure out a way to win, and then it changes. Because right now, you go to Charger games, you go to the Ra- Raiders game to start the year. You go to, you're watching it Thursday night or you're watching this weekend. The second it gets close, you're like, ah, here we go, Chargers, something stupid, they're going to lose. Everybody does because they have. Yep. So you have to change that mentality. The only way to do it is the way. Yeah, most definitely. You know, as far as my charge that game on Thursday night, once the, the tight end said, I'm out, like, give me out. They just called timeout. Set the yeah, tone. I don't know why they – I mean, I think they wanted to go I, tempo because he had a mismatch. He had the two previous catches. Yeah. My thing is, like, look, Gerald Everett, I get it. You're tired. Yeah. But, like, bro, you got to give some effort during that play. Yeah. You got to run the route. Give effort. Nobody has died from exhaustion playing in an NFL game ever. It's not happened. You know, it's not like you're out in the heat. You know, it's nighttime in Kansas City. You're, you're huffing and puffing. I get it. You're tired. Yeah. I don't think they should have gone tempo. I think they should have gotten the ball to ask Neckler. But they chose not to. You're on the field. you got to make a play. So that, that's a 14-point swing. 14-point swing right there. Yeah, most definitely. Like what I saw from the charge down the stretch, I saw execution. 
but I got nervous when that two minute mark. I'm like, oh, are we gonna pull? I thought to myself, please don't mess up. And sure enough, boom, it's year in and year out with this charge. That's why I've like I have high expectations, but it's just preparation. They get hyped up with talent and then they fold under pressure. With the Phillip Rivers there, same thing. They went 14 and 2, lost to the Jets, you know. Or lost the to the uh, Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. You know, it's just like then they fired I, the coach. Yes, I remember that. And I was like, I'm getting to the point like we, we just can't get it done when it matters the most, you know. And yeah, well that's I mean, fans' mentality is a reaction of what's happened on the football field. So they have to flip that. Yep. And once they do, it's a hard that's the hardest thing to flip is learning how to win. You know, ask anybody who's who's played in the sport, it's like learning how to win. And uh, it a lot of it is just a mentality of belief. And then as you point out, you know, fundamentals are the fundamentals. You know, in basketball, you can't turn it over. You got to get stops. Got to take good shots. In football, no penalties. Stop the run. They've improved the personnel in terms of uh, the style of how they want to play. But the, you know, just the stupid stuff has to go. Yeah, most definitely. The, the missed tackling just when you're up big, lack of data playing. Jacksonville is not an easy team. It's going to be a tough battle. Defense going to be there for Jacksonville. Justin Herbert hopefully comes back, came down. And I feel like if we have the right pe- – we have the right pieces. We have a great coach. You know Brad Staley. I feel like if we can get over the hump, I feel like we could do it. But just if you got the Bills, Chiefs, you know, you've got even the Dolphins are on the come up, you know. So we'll see what happens with this team, man. But one more question before we get up on here. Let's see here was my question. What kind of advice can you give me on this YouTube podcast journey? Um I mean, I think I mean, there's a lot, I would say, and I don't know if you know, one is you gotta prepare. Mm-hmm. Two is you gotta, um, uh, you gotta watch it and take some notes and things that you like, things that you don't like. It's just like game tape. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, when you when you ask questions, you gotta make sure, and you're doing a good job. You're listening. A lot of times, what happens is when you're doing it and you don't know somebody. You know the questions you want to ask, and you're you're thinking about the next question. You can't do it. It has to be like an organic conversation in which you then work in what you want to talk about next. But, I mean, look, if you have something to say, you got your own channel, say it. <laughs> and then if you don't like it, take it down, redo it, say it again, and figure out how you want to look, how you want to present yourself. That's the beauty to what you're creating is you control your own destiny, you know, when when I was at ESPN, I, I just remember like so oftentimes we'd be in a pre-show meeting and they're like, why don't you say this? Like, well, because I don't think that. Well, what you're thinking is this. Like, no, that's not what I'm thinking. This was so uh, or the topics. Sometimes you don't get to pick them. Um, but, you know, find something you're passionate about, but also something that people are going to be passionate about and have an opinion. Make sure it's clear and concise what you want to say. Be willing to take feedback. Watch it. Um, when you interview people, listen to them and then wrap up with an opinion. And maybe your opinion changes while you're recording the show. Maybe it comes stronger. Bookend your show with opinion, with your own personal opinion, your own personal thoughts on whatever you want to talk about. If you have a guest. Um, and I think you'll do great. You just got to keep it's It's a reps thing, mm-hmm. right? No one ever became a great shooter by thinking they're a great shooter. You got to get out rep in the driveway. Yeah. Same thing with recording this stuff. Yeah, I appreciate the advice, man. And uh, go ahead and tell my followers where they can find you on your social media, man. Uh, at Gottlieb Show is the Twitter handle, the IG, 
the Doug Gottlieb Show fan page is on Facebook. You can check me out. iHeartRadio app is like the easiest. You can download my show. You can listen to me on Fox Sports Radio and FoxSportsRadio.com. I also have a, a podcast. It's called All Ball. And what I do for that is it's more like um, it's it's through basketball or through sports, kind of how that molded you to who you are today. Some of it is current athletes and current coaches, whatever. But like the one I'm dropping tomorrow. So it's All Ball with Doug Gottlieb. He's a guy named Dane Delegro. Dane I've known for nine years, ten years. He was a star center at New Hampshire, and he played overseas. And when he came back, when he retired, he needed to find some way to make money. And he was a stunt double for a body stand-in for some dudes on some movies. And he was actually the stunt double for the new Predator movie. Oh, wow. And I think the 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 guy who was the original the guy the guy was playing Predator. I don't know what happened, but he was gone from the movie, and Dane becomes a predator so like an iconic sci-fi character dane delegro just kind of falls into it. and he's really really good um so that story is all ball it's all ball with doug Gottlieb. you can download it that's kind of some of the stuff that we do and yeah you know, just like you like i have good shows i have bad shows i have things that i want to do better but it's a it's a fun ride to be able to walk into a room full of kids and ask them like how many of you guys like sports and they'll raise their hand how many guys talk about sports they'll raise their hand yep. how many of you get paid to talk about sports and i got my hand up yeah. that's that's yeah. the cool part to it yeah man uh that's gonna do it for big baby sports podcast man thank you doug Gottlieb, for joining the show make sure you guys subscribe to the channel turn on post notifications for another brand new episode of big baby sports until then let's have a good night peace out like a nation charger fans let's get it <laughs>